And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Welcome back, Hustlers. This is Andrew Morgans, your host here at the Startup Hustle. I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, I think she's going to have a ton of exciting insight to share in her own journey. Um, before we get started, I introduce her. Let's give a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode. Uh, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Bree, say hello to the listeners. Hey, everyone. I'm Bree. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. Yeah, I'm super excited because I think specifically you rec, you like, um, you know, are representing a a group of entrepreneurs online, um, you know, like where the brand is yourself and um, you've created an online brand, online business that is yourself. And so I think a lot of people can learn from what we're going to talk about today. And I'm excited to kind of just share your journey and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that I do love sharing is my own story and kind of how I got to be where I am now because, you know, where I started was a lot like a lot of people that want to get into the online coaching space or they want to start making money online, but they either don't have like an entrepreneurial network or they don't have, you know, money to really start something up on their own. And um, I really do feel like from the mentors I've had and from the ongoing learning I've had, I've been able to really master that, which is now what I teach. But um, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted me to kind of go into that story. Yeah. Actually, I would love that. And like, what I'd like to cover is just, um, you know, talk about, you know, you know, we've met years ago, you know, and we were on a different, both of us were on different paths and, um, you're just a straight shooter. So I just want you to talk to, you know, the audience, honestly, about some of those early times. Um, you know, I think when we met, um, you were doing online coaching, but not coaching coaches, you know? And so, Let's start a little bit before that. Like, how did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I love that question because honestly, I it was not even in my scope of ideas of what I wanted to do, um, you know, growing up and thinking about different jobs that I wanted. Um, actually, it kind of, I guess, started maybe back in 2013 where um, I had actually one of like my lower moments and I had never been really good at anything, to be completely honest, and that's not me talking down to myself, but just didn't really excel in anything. And um, I got really into um, training and nutrition and fitness. And I kind of had a big transformation during that time. And that's when I fell in love with fitness and helping other people. So I was working in a gym and I had some people ask me if I could coach them. And at the time I was like, oh, this is great. I think, you know, pretty much everyone's dream around, you know, 2015 was uh, to be an online coach. That was kind of when it was first starting. And I was like, maybe I can do that. And I tried and I I basically didn't know what I didn't know. So <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah. just looking back towards that time. I'm sure you probably have some of those thoughts of like, man, what I knew when I first started is hilarious compared to what I know now. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I ran into a lot of different obstacles with either people not wanting to like pay me a certain amount or people not being super committed and having a hard time finding new clients. And I kind of put that dream on pause and I started working in outside sales actually. And um, there was a moment in my outside sales job where I was like, I cannot do this the rest of my life, this like nine to five job where yes, if I get promoted, I maybe make slightly more, but you know, my dream was to travel and my dream was to do a, a lot of other things that were outside of the norm nine to five and about You've done some of those things now, haven't you? What? You've done some of those things now, haven't you? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So 
I've done a lot of travel, which maybe we'll get in, into at some point. But yeah, it's interesting looking back that I knew one of the biggest things I wanted to do was travel and working a nine to five and only getting two, maybe two weeks off a year was not what I wanted for myself. <laughs> so um, it's interesting how it ended up happening was about a month after I realized this, I met an online fitness coach that was making 20,000 a month doing online fitness coaching. And I had never heard of anyone making that sort of money from online fitness coaching. <laughs> right. uh, not at, not anything close to that. And so I was like, oh, maybe he has like an audience and that's why he's making that much money. Um, but no, I think he had about 3000 people on Instagram at the time. And so he is really the person that introduced me to this whole network of um, essentially what I, I do now, which is I met um, the coach he worked with that taught him sales and scaling and offers for online and um, how to really attract people to your page without having like to pay for ads, which was my biggest thing was I thought you had to pay for ads to get clients. And right. I learned through um, working with that coach that that is not the case. Um, and so basically within three months of working with that coach is when I launched my first offer and I made 15,000 in my first week and I quit my job that week <laughs> and I've been full-time ever since. So I know that that's a lot to take in. Yeah. It's kind of a story, but um, yeah, that that's how it started. I love it. And I think we met like shortly after you had quit the sales job. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. you, were, you were doing coaching and I think you had just left the job. Um, so you still, you hadn't started traveling and all that stuff just yet, but it was like, no, I'm going all in on this thing. And, uh, you know, for the listeners, me and Bree were in a mastermind together. It's kind of how we really got to know each other. But, um, and those were in the early days, you know, we were, even my agency was me and, you know, maybe two at the time. And, um, you know, it was always like, what to focus on? What do we focus on? Like, you know, should I be focused on? amazing paid funnels or should I be paid, you know, focused on email lists or is it content? Is it like, mm -hmm. you know, all I said today was like, let's just have a conversation and be ourselves, you know, because that's actually the content that, you know, people want to hear. They want to hear the real stuff. And, um, what I think a big part of coaching is like, I definitely pay quite a bit. I get free coaching and I pay for coaching, you know, and it's like, you don't really understand how valuable that is until you value your own expertise. And then you're willing to, you know, then you're willing to pay for someone else's time, someone else's expertise. And I think that, that was, those were some of the things that really helped me level up quickly was when I was stuck, you know, meeting someone or some kind of catalyst that like brought me like the aha moment of the next thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, as soon as you do have that one experience where maybe you did invest you know, let's say it was 3000 into someone and you ended up making 12,000 as a result of that information or just those like them teaching you even what not to do to avoid some mistakes that they know about. Um, I think that's when you start to, you're more open to reinvesting that and hiring more mentors because there's always someone that knows more than you or has more experience than you. So for sure. I love um, you said that like, you weren't really good at anything or you didn't feel like you were really good at anything, you know? Um, and that was a low point and just trying to figure out what you wanted to do. I don't feel like that's the case now. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about your mindset now versus then. And, um, you know, just the difference, you're the same Brie. I mean, yes, you've maybe evolved or changed in some ways, but you're the same Brie and why now, um, as you coach others to be confident and do those things, you know, like what changed? Um, yeah, such a good question. And one thing that really stands out to me is um, I honestly used to quit just about everything when it got hard. Like that's what stands out to me is I would try some things that I was interested in um, and I would always quit when it got hard or I would never start if I didn't think I would instantly be successful. <laughs> Um, which is interesting now for what I do and how I coach other coaches, because it's a lot of the same, the same thoughts and 
um, mindset that I had when I started. Um, and I'm sure you can even speak on this, but you know, if, if you're not like failing in some way, you're really not growing. And a lot of the things that I maybe didn't do well in my, in the past, or I failed at in the past, they taught me a lot of lessons for, you know, who I am now and how I coach people now. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of me overcoming that was reading a lot of different books and working with a lot of different people that had the mindset that I wanted to have and they had the life that I wanted to have. And I had never really been exposed to entrepreneurial people in my small town of like 6,000 people. So, um, it's, uh, it speaks to a lot about who you, who you surround yourself with. Yeah, no, I agree. And it can even be digital. It can be books. Like you said, I mean, I think there's something about a human relationship that's kind of a little different than a book or a, even a podcast or, you know, um, but I had podcasts and books that were fueling me way before I had like an in-person mentor. Um, you know, it, it let me know what I wanted, um, you know, versus like you, you talk about um, being in that mindset of growth, you know, and that doesn't just happen. You have to like want it and be like, that's what I'm trying to get. I know this is my reality right now. I'm working this nine to five, but like I want something different out of life and then, you know, just taking those things. So like to me, to put it in a phrase, I would say it's like, what's your relationship with yourself? Um, how do you see yourself? Because you talked about if you're not failing, then you're not learning. So all you did was you know, you've changed your perspective on what failing means because you understand now the value. And I think that that's a self-love principle as much as it is a business principle. And that like whenever I was able to see the various years of my life or times in my life that were failures and said, I'm like, well, I actually learned quite a bit from that. I don't hate myself so much for that, you know, or don't hate myself at all for that. And instead I'm just like, those are the things I had to do. Um, it's even allowed me to go back to the painful parts of my life or the times where I wasn't winning or good at something and be like reevaluating it for wins. You know, I literally go through like, I guess some of my trauma or my painful years and I'm like, Oh, that's another thing I got out of that. That's another thing I got. And it just, it makes you welcome, you know, it makes you welcome the unknown and welcome the hard. I don't, I wouldn't say I necessarily relate to like running from things that were hard. Um, you know, but I think a lot of people do relate to that. And um, maybe that was just, you know, my upbringing with my parents going into these crazy places that were super hard, you know, and going into Africa and different things and being like, okay, that's what, if you want to do something, you know, bold, it's going to be hard, you know, uh, mine were more, I think, internal blocks, you know, internal feelings, so to speak, than it was just challenges. Um, but let's talk about, you know, they I, everything from like, when they talk about structuring like a demographic in the city to, um, you know, get out of lower income neighborhoods or things like that, they talk about it's all about having a perspective of something that you want. And I'm in Vegas right now uh, with my roommate, I'm picking up some tools and we're driving them back to Kansas City. And we were just talking about, he said, you know, growing up in Vegas was really hard as a young person. He's like, because you're surrounded by all of these people that have all these things, nice things, nice cars, luxury living, you know, and he's like, you want it, you want it fast and you want it now. And if I can't have it now, it was like, I'm not going to work 35 years to have it. You know, so we're both entrepreneurs. We're kind of talking about this, you know, the way we're raised. Um, but let's talk about that in perspective. And, you know, it started with someone maybe that was doing the business that was 20K online, you know. Um, but what did the next mentor look like for you? And what did you start on? What did you start on in regards to your mindset? Oh, yeah. Okay. So to give a little bit of context to to this um because i i was like brought up around parents that were nine to five workers and you know no one in my social circle none of their parents were doing you know anything on their own either that was um i think he might have been one of the first entrepreneurs that i had met and so yeah when i met then kind of like his network um his mentor had a million in revenue. Um, and 
I remember I was actually in Hong Kong and this is kind of speeding up the story to me being in one of the first um, meetings with this mentor, but everyone around the table was making at least $20,000 a month. And I was just starting. And I wish I could say like, oh, I, I learned this one thing about reframing my mindset or, you know, he said one thing to me at that meeting and it like changed everything. But because um, almost like my money mindset was so poor and I had so many ingrained beliefs about different things, it took probably a year of me being consciously aware of if I am fearful of something, I really had to ask myself, like, why am I fearing it? And a lot of it came back to either things that I heard growing up or things that I was told when I was growing up. And um, I think that that's really where it, where it started for me. No, I love that. I, I've told people, I didn't know what the word entrepreneur meant. Like I literally had to look it up when someone asked if I was an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's silly, I know, but I just, is a businessman. That's what I, you know, that was a term I knew, I guess. And um, before that, I was like, the only people I'd seen start businesses were churches. And I had seen people make money in real estate and like construction. Or like you know physical labor like that services jobs. and and i've seen people start businesses like that and be successful but that was it like so you know i think the way that you are raised matters um you know at least like for what you can see is possible and for me like i talked about my kind of big learning block has always been um the ceilings i have for myself and what's possible like you know what's you know, at first you're a server making 363 an hour plus tips, you know, to go where you're charging several hundred an hour for your advice is a lot of mental work to get yourself, you know, where you see yourself as not valuable. Um, versus if you grow up with a dad, maybe or a mom that are making 150 an hour, 200 an hour, that almost seems more normal, you know? Um, so everyone has their own, you know, I would say, blocks but what what sounds like the reoccurring theme is um who you surround yourself with and sometimes it's even you're paying to be surrounded by somebody that can teach you more 100 percent, yeah i think that that was probably the biggest game changer because it was it was like i i wanted to then scale up my mindset and actually take the action steps to create what these other people were creating and their big goals made me dream bigger i remember when i before really walking into that meeting um my my goal was uh to be this um this uh forget what the title is but it's essentially an outside sales role. And it was just like a step above what I was doing. And that was my dream. Plus like getting a house with like a white picket fence, kind of that standard Midwestern yeah. <laughs> dream. Um, so yeah. And that's just because of who I was surrounded by for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to talk about one thing specifically. Um, we talked about biggest hurdles or mental blocks. We talked about kind of financial thinking. Um, I think one thing we have in common is that I started out, I was working at a, a nine to five as an e-commerce manager. I started wanting to make a little bit of side money, um, which was helping people on Amazon. Then those people uh, asked me to start managing their Amazon account. And then I was like, aha, I can just like do this for a lot of people. you know. And then your way, you're like, I started in the gym, like, and I started in the gym too. That just, you know, didn't correlate into a business itself. But first, my like mindset in the gym was like improved, you know. And then I was like, oh, I'm getting a little confidence at something, and you know, allowed me to have confidence in another area. But like you, you're in the gym. Then people ask you to start training them. You know, maybe you're making some side money, and then you know, then you see a perspective of, um, oh, I can do this online instead of only doing it with individuals and make more money. How did you make the leap from coaching individuals to coaching, you know, other people that want to be coaches? Love this. Okay. So it started when I was traveling while online coaching. So I was not promoting that I was going to help other coaches at all at this point. I was only promoting um, helping other people on their fitness journey. And there were 
trainers and other coaches that were seeing what I was doing and seeing me travel and seeing me live in all these different countries and exotic places. And they were like, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) And so it was very natural in that people then started to say, please coach me. Um, and one week, I think I had five different people that were like, can you please mentor me? And that week was also, I had been thinking about it the few months prior because I realized that my passion for nutrition and training started to shift into my passion for marketing and sales and scaling and programs. And I really realized I had this shift where I was consuming all this content about you know, those subjects versus nutrition and training. And it almost got to this point of like, I didn't want to talk about nutrition and training anymore. Um, So I think kind of once you do master something, true mastery is teaching it. And then when you kind of can cross over things, it can happen again where, oh, I'm now passionate about this other thing that I've mastered myself. So um, that's really how it started, just completely organic. Yeah, and I was, you know, are you, you're in Hawaii now? Are you in Hawaii? Yep. Okay. For any of the stalkers out there, ignore. But like, you know, she's in Hawaii somewhere. Uh, she likes, you know, keep your privacy. But, um, you know, I think that that's what you're talking about. Like, we're talking about paid ads versus not. And all you're doing is living your life and documenting some of that, uh, you know, online coaching and traveling, like you're chasing your dream. And you chasing your dream, the thing you're meant to do is what's drawn people to you. You know, and that's that's the magic in it. And that's the magic in creating content um, when it's around something that you love to do. Yeah. And I think that's one thing I want to share with others is that, like, it's not about you can follow somebody else to be inspired by them or coached by them, but truly it's not about adopting their dream or their passion or their whatever. It's about using them as a model, you know, to find your own. And we've talked about that plenty of times off offline, you know, just about what are you working on next? Like, you know, what's, what's next in your, um, you know, thing you want to conquer, you know, let's share a little insight with me on what's next with, with Brie Burn. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I feel like I, this is something I'm thinking about, you know, on the daily, but, um, I have really perfected the course that actually goes along with my, my calls with clients. And so that my coaching program is at, um, like a pretty high price point. And, um, something I've always wanted to do is break off part of the course that I know people could start to get clients with. And it's a lot of the questions that people, you know, want to know when they are first getting started. Um, and so, that will actually be launching towards the end of July. Um, and I'm really excited about it because so many people have asked me to do something like this, but it does take a lot of time to make sure, I'm sure as you know, it takes a lot of time to make sure it's um, up to the standard I want it to be. So, um, you know, cause that would basically be uh, people start with that course and then they would go into my actual coaching program where they do then get calls with me and guidance from me, but just such a great, price point for what it is too. If people want to, I used to have coming out in the July, if people want to follow along with you on um, Instagram or Facebook, what's the best way to, to find you and follow along? Yeah, for sure. So Instagram, uh, my handle is just B-R-I underscore burner and burner is spelled B-E-R-N-E-R. And I am on there every day. Um, I'm posting tons of content that's for free already on um, how to build your business. But yeah, my course will be launching towards the end of July. So um, that's definitely something that you wouldn't want to miss out on if you are wanting to kind of get those first steps in creating an online coaching program. Yeah, we're we're so aligned. And you know, I've reached out to you about this, like, um, of course, it's been on my radar, too. It's just been, you know, you focus on what's growing. And for us, it's been, you know, on the service side. But there's that want to help people that want to help themselves, you know, on Amazon on my end as well, get a course going, but um, keeping up to the quality that I think is marketology, you know, and um, when you start putting your content out there, you want it to be as on brand as, as if you're getting me directly, you know? So, you know, the goal being people go through the course, they get, they start selling, they get their brand going and then 
you know, whenever they can afford that brand package, they're, they're stepping up. I think that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We have very similar models then in that, in that way, for sure. I, um, I have a, we, but we have a mutual friend, um, Ian, right. Uh, and I won't give his last name, but, uh, I didn't get permission, you know, but Ian, um, you know, he was someone that I recommended to you that you know, I'm seeing him living his life and living the dream he wanted, um, you know, going through your program. And, and that's incredible. I just love to see that. I don't know if you still check on him or how that's going, but all the time, I honestly almost completely forgot you were the one that referred him to me, but yeah, he was, yeah, he killed it. <laughs> yeah. He's killing it. Right. He's absolutely yeah. killing it. Um, yeah. I love watching, couldn't happen to a better person, you know, in my opinion. So I have a success story and someone that I knew, um, you know, was looking for a mentor and found one with you and is, and is absolutely, um, you know, chasing that dream. Yeah. I love that. I love when people that I know can refer others to me and just trust that it's going to actually work. Cause, um, you know, there's definitely mentors out there that, you know, if they've never had their own business before, um, then they might not be a great fit for someone that's looking to move into the online coaching space. So how do you differentiate yourself from, you know, the other coaches out there, um, outside of just being yourself, but you know, like, how do you, what's, What's something that you would hang your hat on as far as, you know, differentiator? Mm, wow. A few different things. So one, my course and my coaching is very step-by-step step and I make it so that it's very easy for people to execute on and it's not vague. So I had heard this feedback from, you know, clients that maybe had done a different course with someone else and they were like, it was too vague. I didn't know what action to take. And so I really made sure that my course and my coaching was very direct. And I tell people exactly what action to take, plus um, the mindset coaching behind it. So kind of like how we've talked about on this entire call, um, I know that there's a certain mindset that people typically have when they're newer and they're just stepping into the entrepreneur world for the first time. And so I'm really good about challenging people on, you know, what they believe is possible and what their goals are. And I definitely kind of push them into what they're doing because I know that they really want to do it, but they need that, that push, that encouragement, that accountability. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that's what I'm looking for in a coach. I think the last coach I had was um, a speaking coach and, um, you know, several hundred dollars an hour. Uh, to honestly get on a call and then just get ringed uh, in the most kind way possible. But it was, uh, you know, just with a smile and, you know, it's just like, you know, let's X that completely and start over, you know. Um, But it was some of the best, you know, money I've ever spent in regards to getting constructive criticism from someone that's there to guide you and give you that extra push to just make it that much better. Yeah, definitely a mixture between tough love that you have to give (laughs) to clients. So you you probably got some tough love at points. (laughs) Would you say that, um, you know, you do as much coaching for like technical and how to do stuff online as you do mindset? (sighs) That's a good question. I, it's, it's almost 50 50 in that it depends on who the person is when they come into the program. So um, some people it is like, let's say for instance, on our calls, they're not taking action on what I've told them to do. Then we're focusing a lot on mindset versus if someone does the actions that I'm telling them to do, then we can move ahead into the strategy. Um, So it it definitely depends per client. I would agree. Um, on my side of things like I think about brands as being kind of a living breathing being as well you know like that brand and who's on that team like that's who we're working with you know and um everything from patience to um you know needing encouragement um you know selling on Amazon is not easy and uh even if you have a brand already locked and loaded like there's there's challenges and things you know that come up that you didn't see planned or didn't see ahead of time um and sometimes it's a matter of slowing down to be like let's have a call and just like talk about what's normal here to feel or what's normal for you know normal anxiety or normal 
um, you know, stress and what's what's outside that range of normal. And hey, like we need to pump the brakes a little bit. You know, this is this is something that um, we shouldn't get too upset about. This is typical. You know, it takes time to make um, something really get momentum. You know, because that's what you're trying to get in anything you're doing is you're trying to get momentum. Uh, whether it's Amazon or it's leads or sales, you know, on the sales side. Um, I got another question for you because I just feel like, you know, you give really straightforward answers and um, you're in Hawaii. So I know you're inspired by nature out there. I lived in Hawaii four years, so I know how you're living right now. And, um, you know, so there's inspiration and creativity just in going outside. But outside of that, what are some, you know, rituals throughout your week to just, uh, you know, stay motivated. Um, Cause once you start winning, it's easy to be like, Oh my God, like compared to what I was doing, I'm crushing it. You know, um, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay creative? Um, you know, to keep being innovative and, and show up every day for your clients. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, one for myself, I think a lot about like managing my energy levels and being aware of my energy levels um, like energy is one of the main things that I'm like very conscious of. Um, and I, I don't know if you knew this, Andrew, I have sleep apnea. So I knew that. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> so in any way, if I can help mitigate the, um, fatigue of sleep apnea, um, I've found that hack. So, um, for instance, for me, I know that I have the most energy when like I first, get up. And so between the hours of six to 2 PM is like sacred to me. <laughs> um, but then there's other things within that besides, or uh, like between having a certain time that I am exercising and it doesn't always have to be, um, in a gym, but I do try to get sunlight at least 20 to 30 minutes outside a day. So that could be like going on a walk. Um, also I'm a big fan of, uh, before I really start to get into work, um, outlining everything that's kind of on my mind that needs to be done and then breaking that out into like what actually needs to be accomplished that day. And then how can I split that out into the following days? Um, just like little things like that for sure. Yeah. I tell, I tell like, you know, some of the people I mentor, um, right. Just even friends, you know, I'm like being a, a leader, being an entrepreneur, being a boss is 100% about making decisions and prioritizing constantly. So, you know, making a decision to reprioritize, right? It's just those two things are truly what make you a boss in that. Like you want to be a leader in your life, like learn how to make decisions confidently from your gut, from your, you know, um, best practical outcome, you know, whatever you want to do to analyze to make that decision. I do a lot of things to help me make decisions faster, um, you know, by having more information or who I work with, or um, a lot of it is trying to be in tune with my own energy. Like uh, the more I'm in tune with my own energy, the more I can trust my gut. My gut's usually right. So, you know, if I'm second guessing my gut, which is how I make decisions a lot of times, then, you know, I'm like, what's off? What's off with my energy? Why am I having a hard time making decisions, choosing what to do or what to focus on? Um, so that kind of brings me back to, like you said, I, I really worry about my energy and controlling that. And I guess I'm the same way and I'm learning more and more and more how important that is. Like an example, I'll just share an example. Like I sent an email last night, um, you know, and I, it was to a client and we need to reevaluate our scope of work, you know, and um, you know, I don't like confrontation. I wouldn't say, you know, I don't like, uh, you know, anytime you're saying, Hey, when you talk about scope of work, it's a, it's going to be a, con you know, a conversation. And, um, I was with my roommate family last night, you know, and I, I saw an email response come through and the response could have been fantastic or, you know, could have been confrontational. I didn't know, but I didn't even look at it. And the reason being is that there wasn't any good necessarily I would get from looking at the email, meaning I'm not going to get paid more right away. I like, it's not going to fix all the problems right away in that, in the moment of last, you know, yesterday evening. 
Um, and I could wait until tomorrow when I was in a mindset of work and I, you know, was ready to accept that energy, whether it was positive or negative, I was going to be in the right mindset to accept it. So I waited till today. Right. And then I woke up, I did my kind of routine and I, you know, the email wasn't bad anyway. And, you know, then we had a call and, um, you know, that's just a small baby step for me. And I love that example. <laughs> in regards to like control that was like a thing that maybe if it was a horrible email or something it could have ruined my night with with family you know um and so i didn't let let it affect me and those are like the small little things i guess that i'm learning in how to protect my energy how to protect my creativity how to protect um stress levels you know as you push yourself because i think you know just when you push yourself into new areas which is what being an entrepreneur is from someone that's now to someone that's starting out like you're pushing yourself into a new area and that that's very stressful you know it's, it's a stressful thing to take on change so how can you set yourself up to make good decisions you know and and, mm -hmm. and so i don't know if you agree with that or not but i think those are the two major things i think that you know separate the good ones um from the rest. yeah and that kind of it kind of brought up a thought to me about um reminds me of when I was first hiring my assistant and um, just the thought of, okay, I personally don't need to be doing everything. So what are the things that like only I can do and I'll do those. And then what everything else she can handle. Um, and I know sometimes that can be a scary transition for people, but it kind of comes back to that energy thing of if it can save me energy and then, I use that energy to get on more podcasts or do a video or get more on my story or something like that, then that's so worth it to me versus right. doing all tasks. Yeah. I think some of it comes to like, you know, we talked about value in your time and being a server going to like several hundred an hour. It's, it's, it's involved in everything. Mindset is so involved in everything that it's like, that's why so many people get on this path of positive mindset, you know, and that kind of thing is because, no, I'm not above, you know, going through my own data or I'm not above setting my own meetings or I'm not above, you know, doing my own payroll or my admin or my bookkeeping or setting up my email funnels. I'm not above any of that. You know, in fact, I like that manual work, but I can do things that no one else on the team can do. And so I need to be doing those things. I need to be, you know, doing those things and having somebody else um, so it comes down to like, no, I'm not better than that. You know, I'm not um, thinking of your self-worth and your time. You know, um, it's, it's something that like I've had to focus on. I'm six years in uh, as an entrepreneur and it's still a focus. You know, it doesn't go away. Yeah, for sure. I just laughed a little because I was thinking about <laughs> when we went to a, like a sales meeting together one time. That seems like so long ago. Oh my God. What was that meeting? Do you remember? <laughs> um, yeah, it was something with, um, kind of like water, um, like swimming trunks maybe, or it was something with what you wear in the water. I don't remember exactly. I think you said, did you set me up? You set me up with the lead and I, or like, no, actually someone else set me up the lead and I was like, you're going to come with. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like a swimwear company. Um, yeah. We've both come so far from that day. <laughs> I remember getting like, I think you were coaching me on the way home for sure. <laughs> it was. About ways to get better. Uh, I love that. I love that. I need more of that for sure. Um, that's something I'm actually working on. I've just like created such a good sales referral, like, you know, type of environment on online um, going into like, new things in regards to sales or like training, you know, getting my systems ready for someone else to come in and really start selling our services and stuff like that is something that I'm focused on. Um, you know, you can really you can do a lot as one person. If you, if you really get systemized online, I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. Agreed. I would agree. <laughs> okay. I got one more for the audience uh, to get to know you just a little bit better before we go. Um, we talked about some of your, differentiation, your value add. And, you know, we talked about those kinds of things. Let's, let's share a little bit of, um, of some kryptonite. And I don't think it's the kryptonite of like, what helped, what was like stopping you from getting started or like, you know, roadblocks. This is more so like, 
things are going good. Okay. Things are going good. Things are going along. And then you just get kind of in a lull. Like, do you have any like insight or awareness around how some of that creeps up on you or what that is for Bree? Oh, for sure. Um, a few things immediately jumped to mind. Um, the first one, like things are going good, like you said. Um, and then I do feel, you know, this lull or some sort of energy and, usually it does come back to who I'm surrounded with um, or just not feeling understood. I think that that can be part of it. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to find uh, entrepreneurs, at least like in person. Um, and I do try and seek those out. That's actually how we got connected. I was trying to seek out other entrepreneurs, but it can be hard when you feel like, you know, some of your closest friends don't really understand you. Um, actually I had a situation a few weeks ago here where, um, a mutual friend that I'm not, uh, really close with, but we were kind of in the same area and basically out of nowhere, he just lashed out at me and said how much he hated my brand and called me fake. And just, and I, I haven't really had long conversations with him. It's a total mutual friend. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's things like that where I think a lot of people are scared of something like that or some, someone um, lashing out at them or someone critiquing them on their brand. Um, in all reality, it doesn't happen often. Um, but when it does, you definitely feel very misunderstood and you're like man i just wish this person actually saw into my whole life because all you see is what i show on instagram and i do try to keep my brand a positive space or a space where people can learn from um so i do think sometimes it, it can get misunderstood by people that don't try to understand yeah when you put yourself out there you're definitely setting yourself up to get feedback, both, both positive and negative. You know, I would say that for every negative comment I get on social media or negative, you know, DM, I'm probably getting 10 positive ones. Um, you know, it, so the ratio is there, you know, but we're humans and we focus on the negative, you know, it makes us question our intentions. It makes us question our motives, makes us question our strategy, our, the way that we deliver things. You know, um, I can definitely say that a big struggle for me is being understood. You know, I'm a redhead born in, you know, Canada, raised in Africa, lived in Russia, Hawaii. Um, you know, I've been divorced. I've been, you know, turned into an entrepreneur after been in a, being in a band. You know, a lot of life in, 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 my, um, in my lifetime, I guess I've lived a lot and um, come from a weird perspective. On 99 times out of 100, I'm coming from a different perspective on a lot of things than others. And it can be, you know, I feel like when my energy is good, I have so much to say and pour out and share with people. But then it can also be like the drastic opposite of that when I'm low. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, and, and it's a big change. It's a big speed change, you know. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I know it's vulnerable. Um yeah, but I think, you know, I think one of the things you talk about the difference you bring to your course or like your coaching being like, you know, it's very step by step. I, I want my podcast or, you know, these, these sessions to be um, practical things that like, you know, people think about and can relate to. And it's not just a vague, like, yeah, I created an online coaching business and this is how I do things. And, you know, I don't pay for anything. And, you know, like I want it to be practical. Like, how does that go down and what? what are the fears of someone even like me and you that look very successful on Instagram? Um, we still care about, you know, people thinking we look fake, you know, cause we try, I think we take, we try really hard to be, no, this is the real me. This is just a, more on a positive spin side, you know, of my life because I want to share positivity. Um, cause it is a business, right? It is a business in a way. Um, you know, do you remember my first, the first thing I went through when I tried to be an entrepreneur? First you thing you like you talked about me, you're like you're trying to meet new entrepreneurs and you met me, like you reached out. And I don't know if you remembered, like it was shortly before we met that that, that had happened because I've been freelancing a little bit, but just to, 
if you don't remember off the top of your head, I'll just keep it real short. But I essentially went to a speed dating event that I thought was a pop-up event. And I, I showed up, I paid, and it was like, I was the only white guy there. There's probably several hundred people there in this bar, and it was all for speed dating. Yeah. Did you tell me that? Uh, I think so, because it was, you know, it was just, um, it happened not very much longer before, and I didn't know that many entrepreneurs either. And I remember this was like, I'm going to go meet someone that's like outside my circle that knows business, like, or that's like doing a thing. And <laughs> my first shot, my first shot for anyone listening, like I'm telling you, like I, I went to a speed dating event, um, not wow. knowing it was a speed Funny. dating event. Yeah, like talk, people talk about failures, like, you know, I guess that's not a failure, but like not everything's like, I showed up at this amazing mastermind and it was like so insightful. And I was in Hong Kong for goodness sake, like no one, no, for anyone listening, they're probably like, you're just in Hong Kong at like a <laughs> meeting of CEOs. Like that doesn't happen to normal people. I know a lot of my, a lot of the last six years is a story of, that doesn't happen to normal people. <laughs> yeah, because you have to get outside your comfort zone, you know, so, to, do things, to do things that you've never done before. And that's cliche, but it's so real. It's so, so real. Um, for me, it was this last year where I saw a lot of growth. It was speaking. I needed, I used to get on stage and just shake, you know, uh, you know, growing up or speech class or different things because I didn't want to be misunderstood actually that was my fear I didn't want to be misunderstood um and so you know it's anxiety and now I I spoke a lot last year I spoke all state and and my business tripled you know um and it's like it's not until you do something different um you know that that you see the most growth yeah for sure have you heard my or have you heard me talk about how i had a pretty severe stutter no really uh yeah really severe um and so that's probably where my thing comes in of not being or not wanting to be misunderstood and even podcasts i used to turn them away for so long because the fear is heightened when it's like recorded for instance um even though it's it's natural. We have these conversations all the time. As soon as someone wants to record me talking, I'm like, oh, my, the like high schooler in me or the grade school girl in me comes out and it's like, no, you can't do that. You're not good at talking. <laughs> sounds biblical so. almost. I won't go there, but it sounds biblical, you know, yeah. uh, Moses and Aaron and then, you know, being the catalyst for change, but that's cool. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I look back and I surprise myself at putting out content, at doing podcasts, at speaking. Um, and that came from confidence in what I do, being a master, probably by teaching it. Now I have confidence to talk about something. Um, you know, that goes a long way to personal growth as well. But, you know, there's a time where I, I would like maybe just like shut down or if I was trying to speak or like I literally couldn't form words um, up in front of people. And, um, to be able to do that now just starts with the smallest things, you know, just starts with the smallest things. And then out of that, conquering that fear, you know, um, you know, my business has grown quite a bit. And that's what I mean, that's why I'm there doing it, you know, is taking on those things. And of course, I have no doubt the course will be successful for you, um, you know, but it's something that you don't know. There's going to be a risk, you know, there's going to be a fear putting it out there in the world. Um, hey, this is something I've created. How's the world going to react to it? Um, but I guess I just talk about that now for everyone listening to just know, even if you're an experienced business person that's been in a founder for 20 years, I know this because I talk to you guys every single day. You're scared of Amazon. You're scared of e-commerce. You're scared of upsetting your wholesalers, or your distributors, or your accounting team, or you know whatever it is. But if you're not changing, if you're not always trying to provide more value, um, you know, for your customers, for your team, for your, um, you know, your family, uh, then you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Drop, the mic. Drop the mic. If you guys didn't get anything like, you know, that's what you need. You have to embrace change as, you know, your tuition costs. Um, and we're in e-commerce, we're in digital, we're talking about digital stuff today. We're talking about a lot, but 
you know, it's all taking place online. Um, so it's just adapting what, you know, what you're learning for the online space, um, you know, and taking that on. I'm excited about the course. Um, yeah. uh, you know that I need it, so I might be one of your first. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's going to be great. Um, the name is beyond the nine to five, which I feel like you're really going to like, um, obvious you're beyond the nine to five already, but <laughs> definitely, um, excited about it for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, one of my key founding blocks in my knowledge is just like value, 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 value. You know, I just like keep trying to create more value. And I think that's how you create a bigger and better brand. That's my focus is value, value, value. Um, and so for me, of course, is another area where my current brand is going to have access to it or people that aren't ready to, you know, hire a full time team, um, you know, can get access to that and just providing more value to more people. And when you're doing that, um, you know, you see wins. You know, I heard uh, the space that me and you're in, you know, like I'm in the Amazon coaching and you're in like um, online fitness coaching or creating programs and um, they call it knowledge being a knowledge broker knowledge broker yeah oh interesting I I like how that sounds, right? yeah i yeah. like the way that sounds <laughs> yeah so i heard i heard like you know some people throwing that term around i guess it's an industry term that's come about um so if you put that on your resume now as well you're a knowledge broker i was gonna say does that need to go in like my instagram bio now or what <laughs> i don't know you're the coach like you tell me i don't really know uh, <laughs> Uh, a knowledge broker, a knowledge broker. I'm excited about the course. Um, I really am. And um, I hope mine is shortly after yours. Maybe I need to take your course so I can get mine out there. Um, but for everybody listening, um, I'd like to thank our sponsor once again for putting on the podcast with me and Bree. Um, that's FullScale.io. They're helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Um, I use them myself with Marknology. Um, you won't be disappointed if you reach out. Please, you can hit up um, fullscale.io for more information. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Andrew Morgan or Bree at Bree underscore Burma. Got it. Nailed it. Signing off. Thank you, Hustlers. We'll talk to you later. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.